Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. It's been a while, almost, what are we at, two weeks? Back from the sabbatical. (laughs) Back from the sabbatical. Almost been two weeks, because it was the Raiders recap on November 8th. It's now November 19th. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Alex, it's almost been two weeks. I wanted to give you an episode last week. Alex did not, (laughs) putting him right under the bus in the beginning. Uh, but if you're new to this podcast, I already mentioned his name. Alex is my co-host. I am Josh, and we are here to give you all the New York Giants content on this podcast, specifically for this episode coming to you on a Saturday morning, or if you're listening later, we got a game on Monday night again this season, and again on primetime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If anyone remembers, we played them last year on Monday Night Football, I want to say, as well. Uh, so just a rematch on that. And if you cannot tell already, my voice, from my voice, I am sick. I have been sick for the last few days. So I wouldn't say that pushes off of recording a little bit. But even though we are still recording on a later date than we normally would, still a little congested. So it is what it is. But Alex, how are you? He sounded much worse a couple of days ago. So this is yeah. this is much better. Um, I'm doing good. And, you know, I'm not going to say I'm excited to talk about the Giants again. I kind of enjoyed the bye week, not paying, you know, thinking about the pain, the suffering, and just the awfulness that's going to happen on Monday night. Because let's be honest with ourselves. We saw Tom Brady at the end of the Washington game, did we not? We saw his famous lean down, look down, Atlanta Falcons 28-3 comeback look at halftime. We saw that. We saw the Brady... I'm going to destroy whatever team I'm playing next. Look, it's over for the Giants if we're being completely honest with ourselves <laughs> because that man doesn't mess around and he, well, he he's not messing around enough that he's not even showing up to practice. He's that committed. Yeah, we'll get to that later in the injury report, but it didn't look like the Patriots, the Patriots. What? What am I doing? Patriots played last night. 
Patriots absolutely dominated the Falcons. Talk about 28 to 3, man. How oh did we lose God. to that team? How did we lose to that team? It's just to, painful. To the Falcons? Just, yeah, how? I don't know, Alex. You tell me we were at that game. <laughs> I don't know I mean, how. Oh, my God. Um, Pain. Mention all you want about how I walked out in that Young Way Who Came winner. I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't even watch it. I, I couldn't. But anyway, Pain. I was Pain. I was about to say the Patriots. But no, Tom Brady, Alex, you're saying that we're, we're screwed. Our NFC East rival, the Washington football team, they beat the Buccaneers last week. Anything can happen. Now, we're not the Washington football team. We don't have that luck. And honestly, we don't have that good of a team that they do. But was it the Washington defense? Was it the you know the Buccaneers offense? We can split it either way, but Brady had two interceptions last week. You know, keep that in the back of your head. And also, that running game, if we can contain it, which, you know, haven't really been able to. Although when we played the Raiders, uh, we held Josh Jacobs and company to not that many yards. I think Jacobs had 90-something yards. I would have to look into that more. But know that Tom Brady and that Buccaneers offense put up 19 points against Washington. A good job by Washington. But also, Buccaneers didn't look that great. I think we should all keep that in mind. So there is a chance in this game. We can very well win this game. It's a matter of can this defense, can this offense put it together? Looks like there will be no Logan Ryan, but we will have to see. So I wanted to talk quickly before we get into some of the Giants news and stuff. I want to talk about how the Giants match up defensively against that Buccaneers offense. Obviously, I think you're looking at their wide receiving core. We're going to get to the injury report, but it does not look like Antonio Brown's going to play. Uh, which definitely helps you out because then you only got those two guys on the outside that you really have to worry about deeply. And obviously we have two very good corners who have been playing pretty solid as of late. Uh, You know, obviously we could have James Bradbury up on Mike Evans and Adore Jackson on Chris Godwin. So, you know, we have some decent coverage guys who, who, you know, who can cover for a few seconds, but this game's all going to be about, can we get pressure on Tom Brady? Because if Tom Brady is 15 seconds in the pocket, then Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are two good receivers, two good of receivers to not get open. Um, And that's really going to be an issue. And obviously they're very talented at the tackle position with, uh, for example, Tristan Wirfs, who's been very, very solid for that team. Interior, they got some very uh, solid linemen as well with Jensen. And, you know, you're not going to see a lot of pressure. You know, you don't see teams really get much pressure on Tom Brady. And I think last week, uh, against Washington. Washington, obviously, with that amazing defensive front, was able to get pressure, and that really uh, honed in on Brady, and that was really the turning point in that game or the turning turning effect of that game. Um, so it's it's important that the Giants are able to get pressure. Obviously, from the interior, you're looking at Dexter Lawrence, you're looking at Leonard Williams, you're looking at Austin Johnson, whoever the hell is playing in there. But from the edge, that's where we're really going to need the pressure because obviously Tom Brady cannot escape the pocket, He's never been able to do that, and he especially cannot do that at 44 years old or however old he is. It's all going to be about those edge guys. Can Aziz Ojolari break free? Can, uh, oh my God, Quincy Roche, can he beat his man at the tackle position there or as an edge against the tackle and get that pressure? And can Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence get enough QB pressure through the middle to make Tom Brady uncomfortable? And that's really going to be the big thing here. The only place that I think is going to be a struggle besides, you know, getting pressure on quarter uh, on Tom Brady, especially from the edge, which I think is going to be the main issue. I think we'll get interior pressure, 
is it's really are we going to get pressure on the edge? I think the only other issue is Gronk, right? Gronk, it seems like is going to be back. He's full practicing this week. How are we going to deal with him? Um, obviously we don't really have a linebacker that can go, you know, toe to toe with Rob Gronkowski. Let's be honest. I don't think there many, there are many in the league, but Tay Crowder, McKinney, other McKinney, uh, not Xavier McKinney, you know, Reggie Raglan, like none of those guys are really going to be able to cover Gronk. And obviously we don't really have Jabril Peppers to cover him either. Who's a nice physical matchup actually against Gronk and obviously no Logan Ryan either. It looks like due to his COVID situation. It's going to be interesting to see who is playing uh, Ra, uh, Gronk because who who's, I, I don't know how we're going to cover him. And obviously Brady and him have a very good connection. So that that's who I'm worried about um, for this game. Gronk is going to be a big problem. And when you look at the Giants, when it comes to team stats defensively, passing, rushing, receiving, Giants are right in the middle of the pack right now. They're not ahead. They're not against Although, you want to look at Tom Brady this season, uh, and Tom Brady overall, when he was with the Patriots, you know, Eli Manning is his dad, was his dad, you know, you know, you're making all those jokes that you want, but we know he's able to escape pressure when he needs to. The man is slow as hell, but he can do it if he really wants to do so. On the season, he's got almost 3,000 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, and he's looking good. The amount of interceptions compared to those 27 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. So, I mean, if that says anything, um, I don't know, Alex. I mean, it, it looks tough. It looks tough for this team. I want to see uh, how actually Tom Brady ranks when it comes to interceptions by QBs this season and how far down he is on that list. So... And another key player, I think, because the safeties are really important when you're playing against Tom Brady. Obviously, you can't get fooled by him. He's been around for since the dinosaurs. So, you know, you got to make sure you're playing solid. And I think Joe Judge even mentioned it at his press conference, even though I really don't like referring to his press conferences because they're pretty annoying. But anyway, uh, you know, you you can't trick him. You just got to beat him by playing good, sound defense. So when it comes to... Uh, to the interceptions list, I mean, it's pretty basic, not not basic in the way of, uh, you know, he's the best, but he ranks among the best. Uh, and with his seven, he is tied with Chargers Justin Herbert, Cardinals Kyler Murray. And then when it comes below him in less interceptions, Josh Allen, Jared Goff, funny enough, at six. Maybe it's just we, we think of Jared Goff as such a bad quarterback because it's everyone around him that sucks, including his offensive line and receiving weapons. But Jared Goff isn't the best quarterback either. That's why uh, you definitely know Sean McVay was very happy to be quickly getting rid of him for Matthew Stafford. Although Stafford hasn't looked extremely good either. Uh, But we know Matthew Stafford's a much better quarterback than Jared Goff. Anyway, Tom Brady's a really good player. And Alex, honestly, from what we've seen, uh, besides Aziz Ojolari looking really well in that defensive line, Besides the occasional sack from time to time from Dexter Lawrence, besides the Leonard Williams who's getting paid a lot of money to do his job, get in there sometimes. Obviously, he recovered the fumble at the end of the game against the Raiders. Besides that, he didn't really do much in that game, and he hasn't really done what we paid him to do all season long. So for this team, you mentioned it, 
We need the pressure. We have not seen enough this season. And for how much this team is getting paid on the defensive side of things, it needs to step up. It needs to step up. Uh, I don't want to say anything and point out Ojolari, but I know it's also you can't expect Leonard Williams to do everything, but he, I can't really say he really hasn't done anything. I feel like that's taking it a step too far, uh, but he hasn't done as much as the two of us with our with our eyes have wanted him to do. I mean, you don't need to take our word for it. On the season, five and a half sacks and 50 tackles. Overall last season, he had a combined of 57 combo tackles, so that's a good thing. Although, remember how he got all that money? That was after 11 and a half sacks. So right now, he's he's close to being en route to what uh, you know he was. But here's the big thing. Alex, remember how I talked about QB hits? And like QB pressure and how the Giants haven't really been doing that this season. Yes. So here's the big difference that I want to talk about. Compared to last year to this year, and this is just one player on the defense. I can go through a bunch of them. I'm sure it's probably very similar. QB hits. Right? That's a stat that some people look at. QB hits last year, Leonard Williams had 30. QB hits this year, you want to take a guess at how many he has? Probably 10. Um, You're looking at a stat line. I'm not, I swear. (laughs) Good for you. He does have 10 QB hits on the season. So one third of what he had all of last season and we're right just past the halfway point. So what's his, what's his QB pressures looking like? Because that, that I feel like is a more indicative stat because right. You don't always hit the QB. You don't want to be called for roughing the passer. I, I feel like, I don't know. What would be his QB pressures though under? QB pressures. (laughs) I don't know. I'll find that information. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Leonard Williams, I think it's fair to say. I'm sure the numbers. It's not on the main page of uh, PFR, Pro Football Reference. I think it's like a more in-depth stat. That's why. I'm going to go look at advance and I can get you that. Uh, But uh, in general, Leonard Williams hasn't been getting the same pressure. You know, in recent weeks, he's definitely been getting better. But he had a very, this whole team had a sluggish start to the season. And I think that's really the problem. Pass rush? QBKD? That can't be it. I don't think so. That sounds like something you'd have in Call of Duty, but um, anyway. <laughs> and <laughs> But I think... I think... Here, you go, can't, go on to one of the news points if you're slipping up here. You're well, no, I, I was just talking about the Giants starting slow, and I think that's a problem. The Giants start slow every season, and that's been indicative of our record and how we play. And I think that's just a problem. And all our players start slow, and that's an issue. And their stats, hence, are not as good um, as some of the other players in the league. But once you get to the end of the season, they start to catch up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't. Total pressures, maybe that could. Be yeah, it. that that's that's a good stat. Well, of go. course, it's locked because yeah. guess we, guess who it's locked by? Probably Leonard Williams. He doesn't want anyone knowing. No, no, no. By PFF. <laughs> Your friends. Oh, my PFF, my friends. Yeah, they they want it. They want me they to. They still pay. haven't hooked me up with the premium membership. I'm really yeah, disappointed. Yeah, they don't want me to. They want me to get the premium membership so I can see the total pressures. Seriously. Oh, how how? Eh, come on, guys. Come on. We you know we we've had multiple people on who work for PFF. You know we we, we love we give the love to PFF. PFF needs to show the love back to us. I think that's really the. Uh, I would agree. That that that's what needs to happen. But anyway, you should. Oh, maybe it's PRSS. P R S S. 
We're going through the acronyms here. Um, anyway, I want to get to the Giants injury report while yes. Josh continues looking. Um, so the Giants, obviously, we practice, they practice Thursday, they practice Friday, and then they're going to practice tomorrow too, even though that's more of a walkthrough practice. But we have the results from Thursday, Friday. So we have Lorenzo Carter, illness slash ankle. Um, I'm assuming he was sick and also has an ankle injury. Um, and he did not practice Thursday or Friday. Nate Ebner uh, has a knee injury, and he did not practice either day as well. And the same with Sterling Shepard with the quad. Caden Smith did not practice on Thursday with a knee injury, but did uh, put in a limited practice on Friday. Saquon Barkley with his ankle uh, put in two limited practices. Devontae Booker with the hip, two limited practices as well. Uh, Colin Gillespie, also two limited practices with a calf injury. And obviously Logan Ryan did not practice Friday, uh, did full participant on Thursday, and that's due to COVID-19 protocols. Going to the Buccaneers, uh, Tom Brady, not injury-related, just decided to skip practice. Um, fair enough. Antonio Brown, ankle, uh, did not practice either day. D. Delaney, Delaney, sorry, ankle concussion, uh, did not practice Thursday, limited practice Friday. Chris Godwin, foot, limited practice uh, both days. Uh, we can probably expect him to play. Rob Gronkowski, back, full practices both days. JPP, our friend, uh, shoulder hand injury, full practice on Thursday uh, and limited on Friday. Steve McClendon, a defensive lineman, not injury related, just didn't practice either. Him and Tom Brady are hanging out at the beach. Rakeem Nunez Roches, Roches, um, this is really tough. They, you know, they can't give me these names here. A uh, defensive lineman, ankle, uh, did not unknown what happened on Thursday. Maybe he was also on the beach and uh, limited practice on Friday. And then Vita Vea did not practice either day with a knee injury. So that's your injury reports for both the Giants and for the Buccaneers. Um, so I don't know what's going on in Tampa, but a lot of people are vacationing. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that, Alex. I'm going to have to have you take the the okay on this one, by the way, because it's hurting my head to continue looking. I assume the PRSS uh, stands for pressures, but that's just what I'm going to have to say. And then you can kind of go from there. Okay. So, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll stay without knowing the pressures. No, you're going to, I need, I need you to take the lead on this. You need me to take the lead. All right. You know what? We'll come back next episode. No. (laughs) With the Leonard Williams QB pressures. I have how many he had last season? 62. But I don't know this season. Well, so if that's 62. I would assume it's probably in the 20s, if I were to guess. See, why isn't it near sack, combo, solo, assist, TFL? I don't know, like, why... why It's kind of an interesting stat because QB pressures is not... Like, there's not a defined metric when uh, when you're, like, looking at it because it's kind of... I don't know how the actual stat people decide it, but it's it's kind of like an opinionated right now thing. it says 15 if i if i'm going by this prss which i which i assume would stand for pressures yeah and well yeah wait what is a qrss prss alex 
Pressure. Oh, yeah, that's pressures. Okay. Yeah. What is that number? 15. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. So, okay, yeah, so he's, he's, down. He, he's down this year. And he got zero in the Dallas game. I remember people were furious because he got zero pressures, zero QB hits, zero hurries, and one and let uh and only one sack. Um, and I that's pretty bad, obviously. You know, the sack I guess is good, but still did nothing besides that one sack. But yeah, he's definitely struggling a bit this year for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so we talked about Logan Ryan. He's kind of doubtful for month doubt doubtful for uh, the game on Monday. I think Joe Judge said he does not expect him to play. But, he, had, he had two rapid tests that both came back positive. They're waiting for the PCR to confirm him whether or not he's going to be out. But he tested like. negative yesterday, which is interesting. Yeah, so he, he was a, just contracted it or false positive. And he was a close contact to Someone. a vaccinated person, I think, that yes. got it. Something and like, he is also vaccinated, apparently. He's also he is also vaccinated, yeah. So he could, he could quote-unquote, come back by Monday. But we don't expect that to happen. Here's a good thing. No Kenny Galladay. No Kadarius Tony. We have wide receivers for this game on Monday, Alex. As long as nothing happens in the next few days, right? Can't gotta be gotta still be cautious with those two guys. But right now, it looks to be that Kenny Galladay, which is probably the bigger one out of the two, is healthy. The wide receiver that we also paid a lot of money for, that we said on this podcast, that we paid a lot of money for a lot of the time. He's here, and he's not injured for this game, which is a good thing. But I keep on saying but a lot. Although, got to use a synonym. Although, when he is healthy, it seems like we don't involve him in our game plan. So what is the what is the minimum we could do here, Alex? Maybe, yeah, yeah let's throw it to him three times. Is that possible? Are J- we, are- Jason Garrett just loves the checkdowns and the that out routes and the curls and how about we do wonderful. the same play where we uh where we do the oh what is it is it daniel jones hands it off it, it's the one where they do the full field pass to the left side where Kadarius tony's in the corner and then mm-hmm. we're, we think he's we're like so cool because Kadarius tony was a high school quarterback and we did it once and it worked and then the second time he got absolutely stuffed yep that, that's a that fun one. one we should just have kenny galladay play running back because why why not you know Two receptions, 28 yards. That's that's awful. For someone who is so good in this NFL, for in the NFL, um, and maybe he was still injured, why would you play him at that point, though? But two receptions, 28 yards. Either Daniel Jones has to throw him the ball more if it's his fault, or Jason Garrett has to get him more involved in the plays if they're both not on the injury report. But listen, Tony as well. The man's explosive. Uh, Andrew Thomas, back at practice. Brat, can I talk? He's back at practice, um, and he is likely <laughs> yeah. to play uh, this Monday, which is very good news for Daniel Jones and his health and safety. So yeah, that's, that's exciting. The, <laughs> he was working on the practice field today, uh, doing some drills throughout the week as well. Alex, you got like an offensive line update of what now it's going to look like and what we will see as another graphic on Monday Night Football, I'm sure. But this one, we got the special theme because it's ESPN, so you know how they have all the cartoons. Yeah, it'll be a cartoons much- of Daniel Jones on his ass while Nate Solder's just staring there. Oh, I was thinking it's going to be all these uh, offensive line, like big dudes in a room because they love to show these stats of how, how every single game it's been a new combination of offensive linemen. Mm-hmm, they love That's that. That's thinking. like their favorite stat. Booger will mention it at least 20 times at halftime. Don't worry. Well, you know, uh- Booger, Booger was <laughs> drooling over how good uh, what Josh Allen was. 
Uh, who Booger. was it? Oh, Booger is the best, man. No, Love that wait. Guy. No, 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 no. Don't overlook that, Alex. Come on. You have to tell me you remember what he said. Don't. I don't remember. I don't really pay attention to Booger, if you want me to be completely honest. It's not like his information is the most valuable. Um, but yeah, while, while you think of that, I just wanted to mention something about the offensive line. Um, Jason Garrett had a press conference. Oh, which I he, got it. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Go. Sorry. You want me to go? All right. Yes. He, uh, he said, every time I stare at Aaron Donald, I just want to drool. That's how good that man is. Okay. It's a little weird, but here anyway. I, we'll, here we'll, I can, I'll pull it up. Oh, sorry. That was really loud. Ready? Yeah. Every time I stare at Aaron Donald, I just want to drool. That's how good that man is. Okay. Thanks, Booger, for that one. Um, and we'll, we're going to swiftly move on. Um, Jason Garrett, uh, during his press conference, during his very bland press conference, talked about the offensive line. I don't know who asked him this, but someone asked him who he mentioned, like, you know, on these offensive lines, for example, the Buccaneers in what he was referencing. They have these cornerstone guys. Obviously, he's referencing, you know, maybe the center, Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs, et cetera. And someone, one of the beats asked him, Who's your cornerstone offensive lineman? Which ones do you have? Do you believe any of these guys? And he mentioned Andrew Thomas, and that was it. And then he's like, at the very end, because I think he realized as he was about to move on, oh shit, I didn't mention anything else. It's going to go viral. Oh yeah, and obviously we have other guys too. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much the extent of it. But clearly, Jason Garrett doesn't have any confidence in the offensive line. And uh, it's it's just a bit sad. And obviously this year in the offseason, in the draft, we're going to have to invest heavily, uh, especially if we want Daniel Jones to keep being the quarterback and not in the hospital. Nice. And um, another thing when it comes to press conferences that Alex was happy enough to add a add a sound clip. We're just that amazing professional here on this podcast. I would like to add more sound clips, but. We'll, we'll see. I'm turning into an audio engineer, so we we have we have a quick clip from the Pat Graham press 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 conference that we're going to include right now. So take a listen. We'll discuss after. Well, first, before we do that, let's at least give a little bit of context to this. Well, we uh, talk about it after. Like everyone listens first. They can then everyone decides their yeah, own. Yeah, but it's mid like it. press conference. He has oh, no okay. idea. What, uh, okay, continue. Anyway. Uh, Pat Graham in his press conference was addressing uh, a question, I want to say by Pat Leonard, I don't know for sure, by one of the media members asking him, you know, his thoughts on the Pat Graham, because now the buzz is going around of the Pat Graham head coach buzz. So now, Alex. Play the clip. The the Pat Graham head coach buzz is starting again. (laughs) Do you hear that? Are you flattered by that? Did Pat Graham get fired? Buzz was started too. Like I mean, like I don't even I don't even think about it. I mean, again, I'm a New York Giant. Love being a New York Giant. This is again my dream job to be here, representing this organization for the people. Again, I told you, some of my best friends, head coach, one of my best friends, the ownership, the fact that the people I learned football from are from are New York Giants. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better situation. I could care I could care less about that stuff. All right, so that's the clip there. Um, very exciting. You know, professional audio engineer here, obviously. Um, interesting. Obviously, it's kind of funny because he is right that the Pat Graham, you know, firing thing has gone around too. I, I do want to talk about Pat Graham. Let's He's a say great guy. he is a great guy. Let's say I, I brought this up. I texted Josh at like, I don't know, like 10 p.m. the other night, just like because I was just thinking about this. I was sitting there and I was like, oh, Pat Graham. 
What if he could be the head coach of the Giants if Joe Judge doesn't work you out? You did not do this. Is such a lie. What? You never texted me this. Yes, I did. I said conversation point. Yeah, I did. Remember? I, I did. A topic I would like to discuss on preview episodes. So remember, if Joe Judge is fired. Yeah, exactly. See? See? Clayson, if the defense continues to play well. Oh, my God. You did text me this. This is at 11 a.m., not 10 p.m., but, you know. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. I was delusional. Wow. See? So I, I thought about this. I was sitting there one morning. I was sipping water. <laughs> <laughs> you to be like, I was sipping coffee. You don't drink coffee. <laughs> I was sipping water and I was like, damn. I was listening to the, the whatever NFL network, whatever. And they were talking about, oh, Pat Graham, you know, he's in the coaching. Why would you ring. be listening to the NFL? Alex, you're making no sense. You were at school. No, I was watching on my phone. Oh, great. <laughs> in study hall. Don't worry about it. Uh, my edu- education's going real great. Anyway, um, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, he would make a decent head coach. He's got like all all the pieces. And if Joe Judge doesn't work out, I know it'd be a bit weird to like keep him on. But hey, what do, what do you think about that, Josh? Keeping him on if Joe Judge ends up getting fired and we go Owen, however many games are left. Well, you know, this Pat Graham head coach buzz is going around, isn't it? So it is. if he's it's not coming getting... the giant take now, it's going everywhere. There you go. Well, if he's not getting a job at another NFL team and he wants to stick around, yeah, hell yeah, I, I would let him. He seems like a really well-spoken guy. He's one of the only head coaches that I listen and look forward to listening to their press conferences. <clears throat> Joe Judge, yeah, no, I'm very much okay. And Alex, like you already mentioned, Jason Garrett, a coach that is – Pretty bland, uh, to say the least. Just not, you know, engaging, entertaining. He just seems like a guy you want to be friends with, you know? And I would like that out of my head coach. Not saying, like, he needs to be... Like, my head coach doesn't mean to be the guy who who needs to be hated by everyone. But he also doesn't need to be the guy who's liked by everyone. But honestly, I feel like Pat Graham is that guy. He's liked by, by everyone. He's friendly with everyone. He was even mentioning in that clip that he's friends with, you know, all these people on the team. I mean, he kind of has to say that, but... He just seems like a nice guy, a good guy, a good leader. So defense, not so good in the beginning of the year. They stepped up again, like I said, with the pressures of QBs and being able to sack them. It's a little bit different of story, but if he's able to keep this defense going, yeah, Alex, I could, I could, if Joe Judge gets fired, sure, Pat Graham uh, can take over as head coach. I would like to look for other options. Let's see what's, you know, on the plate. I know this is a hypothetical. Okay. Answer your question. I I can't talk either, Alex. Hypothetically, yes. I would hire Patrick Graham if uh, Joe Judge would get fired to answer your question in the very, very long explanation that I just did. See, this is what happens when you watch NFL Network during school. So, you know, any any aspiring five-year-olds listening, don't do that during school. Anyway, uh, Kenny Galladay, he also had a press conference. And he said he's feeling the best he has since the Saints game. And that is a good sign because the Saints game, he had a very good game. Shockingly, he was targeted. Isn't that crazy, Jason Garrett? Can you believe that, Jason Garrett? Anyway, um, and he obviously had a very good game the week before, too. I believe that was against Washington. Uh, So he had a good game in that game as well. Uh, So when he's targeted, he definitely is a very good wide receiver. So... Hopefully he is targeted uh, on Monday Night Football in this very big game. Anyway. Alex, you got to think about that a little bit. 
Was not the Washington. Yeah, you said it was the Washington game before the Saints game. It was actually the Falcons game that we went to ourselves. And Kenny Galladay did have a good game in that. He went four for 64. Yes. So yes, that's there we go. so you're good with the knowledge of how good he played, not of the game itself. So I mm-hmm. just wanted to clear that up. And then when you're referring to good, you mean six receptions for 116 yards, which is almost 20 yards per catch. Yes, I, I I'm I'm a fan of that kind of yardage. I would say that's pretty freaking good, you know, yep. to say the least. So if he's feeling that good, I'm I'm happy. Although something he also did mention, he is frustrated. Good for him. Yeah, I would be frustrated too. He hasn't had a touchdown yet this season. Can you gotta that? get it. Gotta get a tutty. Kenny Galladay, the number one wide receiver, the highlight of this draft or draft of this offseason. Free agency. Free agency. Doesn't have a touchdown with the team due to injuries, due to not being targeted. Can you believe that? I definitely can. I can because I did watch all the games. So yeah, I can. I can definitely believe it. (laughs) Well, thank you, Alex. And I've seen Jason Garrett coach. So yes. Let's uh, run through the NFL picks and then we can go through our X factor and end this off with a... Uh, with our score predictions, but we don't want to keep you forever. So let's run through this quickly. Alex, you got four o'clock and on. I have one o'clock games. I wanted to actually split this up. I, I like to get it diverse here uh, and switch up our picks. So that's why I kind of went a little, I went a little bold. We'll see. Ravens, Bears, we both have the Ravens. I love how I say this and then list seven games where it's just all in a row uh, of the same. But Packers, Vikings, we both have the Packers. Bills, Colts, both have the fills uh lions browns we both have the browns and then the next game following that is washington panthers uh, we both have washington winning that game and let's see texans titans we both have the titans 49ers i love how i go from tab to tab i have to like slowly keep up with this 49ers jaguars i have it alex i heard you like on mute from the back of my- to be fair we have very shitty games so it's not like these are very like it, it's not it's hard half. to go bold really in the first well, half yeah and then we go a little crazy here at the end here uh starting with the dolphin did i say we go crazy here at the end here double here nice yes dolphins jets i have the no Alex is the Dolphins. I'm going crazy. I have the Jets. I, I think it's funny. Why not? It's you know? not Mike White season anymore. That's the only problem. It's Joe, Joe Flacco Joe, season. Joe Flacco season. Let's go. It's only not 2015. Don't worry yeah. about it. Eagles, Saints, uh, the final one o'clock game, and that'll come from me. Alex is the Eagles for the NFC East. Ooh, the NFC East. Man, we got to go Saints. Go ahead, Alex. Raiders, Bengals. Um, I went. Who did I go with? I went Raiders. Josh went Bengals, the most overrated team in football. Continuing on, um, Cowboys versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I took the Cowboys and Josh took the Chiefs. Cardinals, Seahawks. I took Cardinals. Josh took Cardinals. Sunday night football. I took the Chargers. Josh also took the Chargers as well. Score. You know, since we're in the score prediction area, anyway. Actually, wait, no, forget it. X-Factors first, then score predictions. I'm going to do my X-Factor before Josh because I want to get ahead of it because I feel like he's going to say the same person I'm going to say, and I don't want him to steal it. I'm going Mr. Rob Gronkowski as the X-Factor. The Giants won't be able to cover him. I guarantee he's going to have at least a touchdown. He's my X-Factor. 
I'm going to do the Madden way of things, Alex, because I actually wanted to go defense and go crazy. Devin White has has had a lot of tackles this season, almost 80 at that point. Sacks, not so much. He has only had two, uh, but I think he's been really good uh, so far this season. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking it up to see. Well, how. he's also an inside guy, so he's not expected to get sacks. Right, that that does make sense. I'm just trying to see uh, how many tackles he does have and lists with the NFL. I like my stats today. I'm, I'm trying to go. He's crazy. loving the stats. He's I loving know. the stats. Twelfth. That's pretty 12th. good. Twelfth in the NFL when it comes to tackle leaders. So sorry. So you know how Madden has a superstar X factor and then like the X factor, right? Wasn't that? Yeah. Or, yeah. So super for anyone who doesn't play Madden, which I don't blame you. The game is. Absolutely terrible awful. game. Terrible game. Superstar X Factor is the higher one. They have more traits. They're like the better. Then X Factor is like they're still really good. They're just not there. So I want to give the X Factor to Devin White. Basically meaning he's second out of the, the and then there's going to be a number one. So X Factor, Devin White. Superstar. Sorry. I'm, now I'm just spitting all over the place. Superstar X Factor, Chris Godwin. Uh, I'm actually going to go with him, Alex. I thought you were... That's a good one going uh, Rob Gronkowski. But right now, the leader in yards for the total uh, of these of these, of this Buccaneers offense is Chris Godwin with 77 targets, which is actually 11 more than the second person on this list, which, which is Mike Evans. Um, although, look for Evans in the red zone as he does have nine touchdowns on the season compared to the next two being Godwin with four and then Brown's also with four, but Antonio Brown most likely won't be playing. Honestly, when it comes to yards, Alex, Gronk isn't up there for that because he's more of like a, when I need to look for someone, I throw it to Gronk. That's like Brady. If I feel like Brady is just, if all my other reads are covered, all right, now we just throw to Gronk. He's going to catch it, right? I mean, that's the type of player he's always been really for Brady. I don't think he's ever been a number one target. I mean, he's a tight end, but he can do marvelous things uh, with the football, and we've seen that throughout his whole career. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I think Giants are going to have trouble uh, stopping him, especially when if Adoree Jackson and James Bradbury shut down those two wide receivers, then he might be looking at Gronk. So I think he's going to have a pretty big game. Score predictions, I'm going to go 37-31 Buccaneers. You're crazy, well, man. I'm going wild. I'm going wild. Um, I'm going to go 27-20. Mm. Buccaneers victory. How to how to, you know, hold it for the for the uh applause. Now, um moment of suspense. Exactly. 27-20 Buccaneers victory. I think it, it goes Remember last year how like close it was defensively. I, I It was 38-35 last year, so I'm going similar. Wait, really? Yeah, you don't that, remember that? That reminds me of like it was not as. But the game before the game before that, the year before, was Daniel Jones's rookie like first yes, NFL yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a lower scoring game, but I think it was like thirty one twenty four or something. Oh, what but did that game come down to though? It was Daniel Jones rushing it into the end zone. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, and, and then they missed year. the field goal, I believe. No, last year, Alex. A field goal. They missed a f- the field goal. No, no, they scored a field goal, and then we went down, and I believe Daniel Jones either threw an interception or we didn't convert on. I'm gonna look down. at that. Was that an Evan Ingram? Didn't Evan Ingram have a tip pick in that game? He, yeah, he did have a tip pick in the game, but it wasn't like the defining moment at the end. I don't know. I think you're wrong. It wasn't. That's not why Evan Ingram versus the Eagles was when he dropped it. That was a defining moment. 
with his stupid ass butterfingers. Anyway, um, we would have made the playoffs if it wasn't for that one. You know, kind of going through the comments of these highlights, uh, I see person a person wrote one year ago, as a Giants fan, I'm not saying I cried at the end of this game, but I definitely cried at the end of this game. So if that doesn't. I, I kind of want to say Daniel Jones threw a pick. As a Bucks fan, if Daniel Jones hit those big targets, it could have been a complete different game. Well, <sighs> anyway, we're not going to discuss last year. It's this year, so we got it. We got to. I just want to see if I can get to the end without goddamn seventeen ads stopping me from getting there. Just so but, I can see the ending. But, but anyway, yeah. re-ending it here. We're just recapping. We're ending it slowly. Make sure to go check out everything on shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. It has links go, everywhere. Go to the Twitter at the giant take pod. Go to TikTok at giant take pod. Go to Instagram and Facebook at the giant take pod, all under the meta universe of what used to be Facebook. Um, what else now? I'm not as good as this at Josh, as Josh. Make sure to go follow Josh at Josh Solo29. Go follow me at Anorian23 for those once a month tweets. Subscribe, leave a rating or review. Josh, you, you mess, you're missing up your, uh, you're messing your uh, opportunity up here. But I'm just gonna keep uh, rolling ahead. Uh, five stars, very much appreciated. And um, that's pretty much it. Josh, you have the game. Or are you still watching? Yeah, crying? it was. Uh, I want to say it was an interception. Golden Tate had the touchdown in the back of the end zone. Giants went for two. And it was the the not a flag at the end of the game. It was oh, a yeah, Deion yeah. Lewis pass to the right, and everyone was looking for pass interference, and the refs didn't call anything. There oh, was yeah, a flag yeah. on the field, and it was oh, actually the moment the flag, they picked up the flag. And yeah. that's a viral clip I have of the entertainer saying, don't pick up this flag, and he knocked his beer can over. Yes. Uh, and that's how the Giants lost this game. So that is how it ended. Actually, funny enough. Wow. Interesting. They the Giants drove down, scored a touchdown with only like a minute left. Wow. That brings back yeah. memories. Anyway, um, yeah, so do everything Alex said, subscribe, drop uh, you know, rating no. and review. Just like this person <laughs> who said, uh, I'm not gonna even read their username because it's too long. But I appreciate read, read it. Read the username to make sure that they're a valid source, please. Yeah, I'm not going to read the username. But they basically, uh, they left us a five-star review, so we really appreciate it. And Thank so you. And the subject confused. I was confused too, to be fair. Right. Well, were they confused like you are? Because what it said in the <laughs> comment was, is Alex a guy or girl? <laughs> Alex, are you a guy or a girl? Can you confirm either of those? I'm not sure what to make of this comment i'm um, so sorry I, I felt so bad when I saw i'm i offended i didn't think my voice is that high but apparently it is so I'm you sorry. might want to say what you are though so people oh, don't I, I i'm definitely not a girl so yeah i'm, I'm a dude uh you're a guy yes okay so yeah that's pretty much go. it but there you go. thank so, you yeah. they, they, that that made me feel really great whoever sent that so you say subscribe on youtube as well yeah, subscribe on YouTube, but don't leave comments like that, please. Okay. And you said Giant Take Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fa- TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You did all that. So wrap it up with your outro. Well, I'm still defending myself here. Oh. It, it needs the, you know, we, we, we appreciate the five star review. You know what? 
how about this? You gave us a five-star review. I don't really care what you put in the comment. Damn. Okay. Well, then you got to be careful there because now people are going to be ruthless. <laughs> okay. No, don't. Okay. Just be nice. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And uh, we'll see everyone after the Buccaneers game. Probably not Monday night because we do have school the next day. Uh, so if not, it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, we'll figure it that out. Recap. But thank you. Go Giants. Let's have get a good this weekend. Win. win on prime time, please. Yeah, have a good weekend, everyone. Enjoy your Sunday games and just be ready for Monday. Just get ready. Go Giants, baby. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.